Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. You know, you always say uh, an exciting episode, and I think this is, yeah, this podcast is the only exciting podcast that talks about short-term rentals, so it is an exciting episode. I don't know, there's some good ones out there. Our buddies, you know, from from our network are, are great at it, you know, but we are fucking exciting, and <laughs> glad to be back, Micah, man. How you been, Micah, man? Man, I am good. It's been a long, fun day, but uh, <laughs> man, how you been? <laughs> Uh, you know, like I say, like I say, it's always uh, becoming a millionaire ain't easy. No one ever says that. They just show you the the things and people look the Instagrams and stuff. And this shit ain't easy, bro. It's I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be millionaires, right? And with six pack abs, is it ain't easy, dude. It ain't. Yeah. And there's days when you question everything. There's days when you just like, what the fuck am I doing? Anyways, yeah, I had one of them days, man. But those are the, you know what. We can, I'm going to share a little bit of mine. So when we get into this, I'm going to share a little bit of mine. Cause I mean, people need to know, Hey, there, you have to have stress management, all that shit when this is going on. So yeah, you're right, man. So it, first it, of all, salute. It's Friday salute. episode. We're going to have some drinks. Tink. Yeah, salute. So salute. Have a drink. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta drink now. That's the rule. Yeah. My, uh, mm. my, my tequila ain't opening. I might have to go get my vodka. <laughs> It was a Friday app. We're gonna have some drinkity drink drinks and um have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to catch up, man. Um, just smash it on the counter and then it'll pour out. Uh, oh, I know what to do. Did it pour? Uh, okay, here we go. It's about to. <laughs> I had to learn this when I was down in Mexico. I'm like, man, they just can't make this shit regularly. I know it's stupid. Oh, um oh. go ahead. And so this is a, now we're finally setting up this is episode 221 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, booking.com, short term, long term, midterm rental, pot, uh, uh, rental, yeah, rental yes. podcast in the world. There it is. Drinks already hitting me. And we're coming at you from Arlington and Fort Worth, Texas. And we're going to talk some shop, man. We're going to talk heavy on the short term rentals as we always do and heavy on the business. Uh, you know, once you get a few of these, it's a business, it's a full fledged business. So heavy on that. We're going to have some fun today. It's just the me and Micah Epp by popular demand and SNM episode, if you will. And so <laughs> we're going to have some fun, talk some shop and have some drinks. That's what's coming up. Yes, sir, man. So how's business been on your end, Stevie Stacks? Hectic, bro. <laughs> Hectic. Um, we're gonna talk some stuff today. We're talking about growth. I mean, that's um growing pains, right? That's a real deal. Growing pains. Like when, yeah, when you grow from a baby to an adult, there's some growing pains involved. When you grow your business from a baby to an adult business, <laughs> not the adult business, but you know, you're gonna have some growing pains. And um, and it's it's every time you hit like a milestone, right? When you hit that 10 minute, 10 unit mark, it's, your business totally changed. It's different than having one unit. Yeah. Hit that 20 unit, hit that 30 unit, 40 unit, whatever it is, those milestones, it's a completely different business. And you got to you got to you got to change and adapt uh, accordingly. Right. And that's the hard part. <laughs> that's because the... <laughs> what, what got you to that level ain't going to get you to the next level. Facts. That's a fact, man. Every every level, man. It's it's a it's a mindset thing. You got to be mm. growing mentally, spiritually, all that at the same time, man. That, that that's a fact, man. 
Yeah, man. So um, I actually hit up um, uh, a, pre- a few podcasts ago. We we, we interviewed Mike um, uh, Dinman. Dinman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Dinman. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Mike. I just slipped my mind. Uh, and we talked to him today. He, oh, that's a dead dude's awesome. Go watch that episode. He talks about um, running ads for your short-term rentals, you know? And, and it's um, he's so passionate about it, dude. He just gets you excited. And he, he loves that crap, you know, all the... It's looking at, you know, behind the behind the curtain of how how Facebook ads works. And it's all to me, it's like, oh, it's just overwhelming to him. It's just, oh, you could do this. You could do this. You could pull this lever, pull this lever. It's like and then you can you can find out and then you can find out which picture works the best and you can change it up and put the different emojis in different words. It's like, oh, shit, man, it's so much. But he's been doing it for 10 years. So he knows, you know, and, and um, but he's excited about it. And I, I talked to him about, you know, possibly doing some ads, you know, for our company and not just uh, our to get our units filled, but to um, to find more clients, you know, for our just rentals. So we're, it's, it's outreach to, you know, say, we you know, how do we how do we go about um, saying, you know, we're the best management company in the area. And that was another thing, too. I, I, and then I, 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 I think this will make you happy. Cause, cause, uh, focus, focus is a big thing, right? Otherwise you're just running around. You have no direction, no, whatever. And I had an epiphany, you know, you got me talking, man. I'm drinking, I'm talking, but I had epiphany the other day. It was like yesterday, I believe. And I, and I told Federico, I was like, dude, you know, there's so many new management companies, a brand new crop every single day. All these gurus are teaching people how to, how to become a management company and go out there and find clients and all this stuff. So, so my, my thing was, dude, there's thousands of these fuckers and <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Hey, you're getting out there. We're teaching, we're helping teaching people, you know, running their, their short-term rental um, businesses. And, and so, but why as it, it gets to the point, especially the oversaturation right now, it gets to the, some more um, statistics with that, that, um, that Mike shared with us too. Um, pretty mind blowing um, with oversaturation happening or saturation happening in general. Uh, and then more people out there looking for clients to manage their Airbnbs or short-term rentals or whatever you call them. And, um, and so here's the thing, if we're, if we're just another one out there advertising, trying to pick up clients, right. Trying to pick up people that have, uh, short-term rentals and want someone else to manage them. We're competing against not only the little guys and, and the medium guys, the big guys, Vicasas, you know, we're competing against them. We're competing against uh, the the mid middle guys that have about fifty oh. units like us, and then we're competing against the guys that just started, and that are they're going out there and saying, "Hey, uh, they charge twenty percent. I can do it for fifteen, or I can do it for twelve, or I can do it for 10. You know, it's like so we're competing against everybody. So it's like, and uh, I think I think you said it on the cast before, but like if you're if you're if you're targeting to everybody, you're, you're targeting to nobody. Or if you're if you're yeah, if your clientele is if in your eyes is everybody, then your clientele is nobody. You can't, you kind of got to narrow it down. Right. Mm-hmm. And I told Federico, what's wrong with, um, there's plenty of business here, Dallas, Fort Worth, mid cities, Metroplex, right? We're here and people are expanding here. People are coming here. People are moving here. So why don't we just become the best in this area? And that's what we advertise us. Right. And that would just, our focus will be that we'll know all the little cities around here that allows Airbnbs, that, that are short-term rentals and, and has all the, you know, we know all the zoning, we know all the, you know, get all the facts. We have everything. So someone that's going to set up shop here, they're going to be more comfortable hiring us since we are here. We have the boots on the ground. We have the systems. We have the teams in, in the place. We've got the handyman here um, instead of hiring Vicasa to, to manage from like a thousand miles away. Why would they would choose us? Right. I mean, that's just, 
I would choose a company that's there that can go actually look at my place if it's an emergency going on and stuff like that. So I told him that's what I wanted to do. I told Mike that and he's like, he's so excited. He's like, dude, when he started his um, ad, you know, his uh, advertising and Facebook ads, whatever, and Google ads, all that stuff. And he just started as, um, hey, let me just make ads for your business, right? For any business. Um, he wouldn't get no traction, you know, not, not many responses. But when he narrowed it down, I'm going to make ads for your short-term rental to get your short-term rentals booked. And that's when he exploded. Right. And he made his book and then he just, it, I mean, he, he focused on one thing and then it just, it, it just, um, you know, blew up, you know, so that, that's, there's power and just focusing on one thing and, and then being the best at that. Right. That's definitely the Michael Malkovich. I hope I said his last name Malkovich way. I think I learned that in the book, the pumpkin plan, man, cater mm -hmm. to who you need to cater to. I love that. And, they're going to choose you because of you. Right. And this kind of goes back into, I know a while ago, I remember a few years back and even lately, I, I well, not lately, but kind of in earlier episodes, remember I said, I took my face off my short Airbnb profile, mm -hmm. but really what I noticed is when I took my face off, I started getting people who weren't comfortable with my style of hosting. Now that I put it back on, I get better reviews because people are attracted to, I think you, Steve said it all the time, people are attracted to what they're comfortable with, things that look like them. Now I get that type of clientele. I'm like, oh, it's easier to host you. There's not a mm -hmm. cultural ba barrier, right? Right, right, right. You, you know everything about Dallas. You know everything about Fort Worth. So when people come to you and you put your face on, I was going to tell you, on your ads, I would suggest you and Federico put your face on it. And this is one thing I would really, really advertise, is you guys are fluent in Espanol. Mm. that right there you target to that oh. <laughs> you'll take off man it, 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 a great book you guys want to realize about like cart catering to certain people i believe it yeah the pumpkin plan man that that book right there he really narrows down like he he's helped people start multi-million dollar companies by helping them niche down to who they want to target to and their businesses just took off so mm. yeah that, that that's really huge man so how, how are you doing that in your own business, niching down? Uh, I'm really just trying to find the clientele. Like right now, I'm actually trying to get into military contracts. Um, so I'm talking to a good friend of the show. I'm trying to niche down to like military contracts and get into that market. The noble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm trying to get away from my whole goal. Like you guys know, I'm trying to get away from Airbnb. It's because, I mean, you can set up, you can set up your listing on Airbnb to attract a target clientele, but that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to niche down to like, Hey, we need military housing. Let's call Mike. Like how Steve says, we need property management. Let's call artists. That's what I, I want to niche down to do that. And then also on my website too, I'm real big on, Hey, business travelers this is who we cater to. Um, uh, by the way, I got all my listings copyrighted. That's really huge. If you get them copyrighted by like a professional editor, and he like really broke down like, hey, put this in your listing, put this in your host profile. And he broke it down like to the science. And I, I updated like all my listings with what he was doing, man. He, this dude's badass, man. I got to start getting like a, a bunch of different type of Airbnb reservations based off this and just saying who me and Mahogany are, how we started our company, what we like to do. Hey, by the way, I host a podcast. It was crazy how he said, yeah, just put yourself on there. And people come to you because they're attracted to you. So that, that's been one way as well. Yeah. Powerful. You're not a businessman. You're a business, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, yeah, it's just a lot of things that you can do in your business. Because right now, man, business has been 
pain in that ass, you know? So I took a big loss this month because I gave all my listing. I don't want to rag on this company, but I gave my listings to landing, right? Mm. So uh, people, you know, Hello Landing is a really cool place to list, but, you know, I don't want to rag on them. But I'm just saying, like, I, I gave my listings to them. I gave, like, 10 of them to them, right? And they were like, I, I interviewed them beforehand. I'm like, okay, like, you guys have the clientele to fill them. They're like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I'm like, well, what, what about a vacancy? How long is your usual vacancy? They're like, six days. I'm like, six days, and you'll hook me up with a 30-plus day? I'm like, I can take that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because they're really strict about only list on landing. So I said, cool, I'll give you them 10 units. So first week, man, they give us like $5,000 reservation on like a two bedroom in Dallas. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, cool. So after that, nothing. And I have places like sitting empty for like two weeks. I'm like, and so I had to tell them back, hey man, we can't just sit here. And they were like, well, we understand. So I talked to another friend who was with Landy and they're like, yeah, you got to kind of look at it like this. They're not really, um, really looking to fill units right now because they're prepping from what I heard, they're prepping to sell the company. That's why you've been seeing their ads everywhere. So mm-hmm. they just want to show that they have inventory. So yeah. And then you like think and you're all stressed about it. I'm like, fuck it. I gotta just got to take the L and keep on pushing. So goodbye landing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. For sure. But yeah, they're yeah. great commercials though. I like their commercials on yeah, uh, Facebook and Instagram, you know, um and that's the thing man it's it's um setting up your business having that focus right and and that's that's ah. and you might not even and the thing is a lot of our a lot of our listeners i mean they might not even have their their business you know all the way set up yet you know they're learning this a lot of people that listen to us are newbies right or they they only have a, a couple units but mm-hmm. And you might you might try a bunch of things at first, right? You might try you might try you know short term, mid term, long term. You might try it all, Airbnb, booking, whatever. But but I mean, as soon as you find that you're really good at one thing, you know, I mean, Booking.com people dog on Booking.com all the time, right? But our friends um, Kimyana, uh, Kim Kim and Ann, Kim and Ann from back in the day, they can't you know our two show guests. They need to come back on, man. We ain't heard from them in a while. But um, yeah, they they killing it. They found their they found their niche. The, first, they found the niche because everybody hates Booking.com, but they're they killing it on Booking.com, right? They 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 figured it out they figured out how to make money on that place, and it was pulling in most of their money, which is weird. Every now and then, we get a booking from Booking.com, and it's some dude showing up at three a.m. and and <laughs> and there's already someone there's already guests at the place. You know, it's, it's it's the weirdest shit to us. But they figured it out, and they made a crap ton of money off Booking.com. And now their their thing is uh, uh, salon studios. They're, I mean, just uh, arbitrage in salon studios are making fucking thousands of bucks a month just, just running. Rid- thousands? What? Yeah. <laughs> they make it more than that. I, I I toured one of them in Miami. They took me on a tour of it in Miami. They they. If you if you if somebody was to get interviewed, if you if you interviewed Kim and Ann, like a person off the street who was doing Airbnb. And you really just were just doing it to test it out. You would hop into those salon suites so quick. Like I would say, it, it's it's forty to fifty thousand plus a month oh, on on one. Shit. And they're arbitraging them. Yeah, they're arbitraging on ten year leases. So they're yeah. running these leases. Yeah, and then they're then they go inside and they make them freaking amazing, right? With the, everybody with dividers and everybody has their own little spot, and uh, and then um and then they rent out the spots to other people. It is oh man, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And people, yeah, people ain't staying there overnight, you know, like our guests. We ain't staying over there overnight. 
uh, fucking having a toilet go out all over some stupid shit. Yeah. Ah, it's a beautiful thing. It's just straight money maker, you know. She does have to put up with some of the the female drama that goes along with running a hair salon. That she 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 said that on the show. Yeah. But anyways, they found their niche and that's what they do. So I'm saying, you know, try everything at first on your business, but but find whatever you really that excites you about it and then just, you know, hone in on that, right? Right. And so um there's a million ways to skin a cat, but find the best way to do it. Um another thing I was okay. So so with, with me, you know, I, I, I like our business was doing is doing good, even though, you know, I mean, as I said, it was growing pains every every phase. We're trying to hop to the next phase and, and it's getting our VAs in place to 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 make that leap with us is a hard it's hard to get them, you know, trained and it's hard to get them because there's so much going on now. Right. To, to know everything. And um, so we're at the hiring. We're really, really at the hiring phase. We're trying to get the perfect employees to grow with us, you know, and that's been a real challenge. Even the biggest companies in the world have a challenge, you know, <laughs> hiring the right people and maintaining the right and keeping the right people. Right. Yeah. And so we're at that phase. Um, my my uh, our our business has made it made it uh, possible for me to to not work as much. Right. Right. I'm not ready to I mean, I could quit. I could. And still and the business would support me, you know, for make, you know, pay me. My payout would be enough. It's already more than what, what my job pays me. But I'm still hanging in there. I'm just making sure. I mean, it's, it's you know. I'm scared. It's a recession coming on, all that crap, you know. But anyways, um, but I have luckily I have a flexible job. I can take off pretty much whenever I want, you know. So I'm taking off Mondays and Fridays at my job. So I'm working only three days a week at my job. And, and so here's the thing. Here's what I'm gonna ask you because you've been doing this for a while. Um, the time management side of it, and and I noticed this with, with my partner Federico, man. It seems like sometimes he gets burned out because he doesn't have. There's no uh, clock in at this hour, clock out at this hour for him, you know, and I've been noticing that too, you know, on my days off, I'm like, okay, I got this whole day now. I'm not at work. What do I do with my time? How do I, how do I um, manage it correctly to, to get the most, you know, the most out of these hours? You know, there's nothing, uh, there's, there's no, I'm a manager. I don't know one tell me what to do. What do I work on? You know? Or do I, and a lot of times it's easy to just get trapped into what the day to day and to just fall into the business. Oh, I just put out all these fires today, but really you've accomplished nothing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're just putting out fires all day, working in the business instead of on the business, and so I'm at that weird point. I don't know. I, I got to adapt to it because I'm I'm um you know I'm going towards that because I'm working less at my job and working more at this. But it's just that weird like, how do I manage my time? the most efficiently. And I know you've been doing it for a while. So what advice do you have for someone that's, that's escaping from the nine to five and then, um, and that, or that does make the escape and how do they manage their time to get the most done in, in, in those, in those hours? Man, the universe works in mysterious ways, man. Um, what, 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 this is what I tell you to do before you quit your job. What's your perfect day look like? <laughs> My perfect day. What's your perfect day? Uh, play with my kids and hang out with the wife and go have fun and just, you know, explore, do things like that. Um, that's my perfect day. <laughs> Not work. I don't fucking work all day. Well, do, uh, that. do that. If your business supports it, unless you still need to grow it, do that. That's your perfect day. Yeah, but you still got to work at, on your business. Well, set up your set up times to work. So this is what I, I wrote, right? And then I kind of put mine as like, Kind of, it still evolves around the business. So my perfect day, and I wrote this on October 26th of last year. So I was 
seven days after quitting my job, I wrote down my perfect day. Like, how, how do I want my schedule to go? I said, I want to get up at 6 a.m., work out, get my kids to school at 7.30. It's funny, and I just found this note today. Uh, shower at 9.30, start my work day at 10. And that's basically how my life works out right now. And then I take breaks, I take lunches, you know, I do the same thing, take a break, take a lunch, go like when I worked at my nine to five, I used to go walk around the pond. I would walk around the pond, like for, during my 15, I'd take like every two hours, I take like a 15 minute break and I'd walk around the pond. Um, I do that now, same thing. Uh, but just, you just have to, time blocks, man. It comes down to time blocks. Time block, what you want to do, how you want to do it. Like today, me and Mahogany have been out since 10 o'clock in the morning, door knocking, driving, cold calling, getting cussed out over the phone, you know, but, yeah. you know, but that I love doing though. Like I, I actually like door knocking more than anything. Like, but Mahogany's like the genius behind that shit. And it, what you find is what you're going to find is those skills you've had in your nine to five are going to resonate over to your business. Like Mahogany has been knocking on doors for the last seven years, checking on people's, you know, going in, doing CPS work. And what she said was, she goes, man, this ain't even stressful to me. She said, I've been doing this the last seven years. I can knock on the door, go inside a house. She said, I've been in all types of dirty houses and everything. But, you know, so it's just matter of fact, man, just have that set up what you want to do, how you want to do it, how much time you want to spend with your kids. You know, if you want to be done by three o'clock every day and go kick it with your kids, you can do it. Like me and Mahogany, once a week, we'll go have lunch with Malachi. You know, we can do that. We have the freedom to do that. You know, um, I think what you're... I don't think you're scared. I think you're more anxious about like your time. You don't have to be anxious about it. It happens to me though. Sometimes you'll just start working just to work. And I'm like, you'll be shocked. Hey, if you're done at 12, you're like, well, damn, what do I do? <laughs> Take Lapita to lunch. I'll go have some fun. You know? Mm. See, no. what, what's happening is you, me, you mean, I, I went through this too. Your brain has been trained to work eight hours a day. Mm, since you're in kindergarten yes your brain has been trained to work eight hours a day and we think that's the norm and what we do is when you when you're getting ready to jet, take the leap and jump off your nine to five you assume that's the norm because mm. it's you, you've been programmed basically we've been programmed um i know one person that said it best about like reprogramming yourself is uh malcolm x used to talk about it he said doing just take all the knowledge you've learned and just take it out of your brain and just re-educate yourself. That's what he said he did in prison. He just took every single book and just started re-educating himself. He said, I started like I just didn't know shit and just re-educate yourself about everything, you know? Cause yeah, it's just, it's the programming, man. It is. Get reprogrammed. Yeah. You got to reprogram. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, man. Oh, that's cool, man. That's uh, that's, that's good to know. Cause like you said, you feel that pressure. I got to work at least eight hours today. Right. Yeah, and 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 then if you listen to all the the IG gurus, you're like, no, you got to hustle. You got to work 20 hours in a day. You know, you gotta you gotta get out there and do it, man. You got what are you doing? You're you're slacking. You're a piece of shit slacker. You know, and you hear that, you're like, man, I got I'm following these. I gotta follow these. What these guys tell me to do? I gotta do. I gotta work like ignore my family and work like nonstop. You know. I'm happy you brought that up. I, I deleted Instagram and Facebook from my phone just to do it for like a week because you do like especially like on Instagram. It's just like, yeah, do this this way, this way, this way. And I was like, let me delete this for a little while. So I said, I'm going to get back on after I close out my next deal. Then I'll hop back on because I'm, I'm making content while I'm doing all my deals and shit right now. So I'll come back on with some content after that. But yeah, you got to kind of back off that a little bit because it, it starts, it, it's programming. It's another program, you know, it programs right. as well. 
So you, you're listening to all this program and shit every day. You're like, uh, let me back off this, you know? But yeah, the, that, the hustle culture. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't that healthy. You know, you, you don't want to be, Oh, I grind this. I get up this morning grinding. And uh, I was watching a breakfast club interview. I forgot the dude's name, but he's a real intelligent dude. He goes, he looks around and he sees like older couples. He goes, whenever he sees an older couple, he goes, the woman's walking around just fine. Good health. He goes, dude, he's walking around. He's limping around. He goes, yeah, because he's been grinding his whole life. He goes, I don't want to grind. He goes, <laughs> that means to destroy, to tear down. He goes, man, you got to, he goes, I grind, but shit, I rest just as hard. So, you know, you, you got to have that mentality as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what's inspiring, man? I, I listen to, I see like um, people that kind of do their own thing, you know, and, and don't like, for example, I, I, I don't know why. I just, I just thought of uh, Pat McAfee. You heard of him? The guy who started McAfee? No, 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 not that guy. So this is Pat McAfee. He was a punter for uh, Colts, the Colts. For oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then he went to Barstool Sports, whatever, the, and, and he did. He was doing real good there. But he went and he said, man, you know, I just – he's just naturally good at, you know, doing the podcast and doing, you know, media like that. And then he just said, my own, I want to do my own thing. I have my own show. I don't want to be a part of you guys anymore or whatever. And didn't, he didn't – he left, like, millions behind to just – he believed in himself. He said, I'm going to do my own thing. I want to have my own show. And anyways, he ended up, I mean, having a successful show. A few years later, um, I think it was uh, uh, one of those gambling sites, one of the big gambling sites. They they hired him to – I mean, they – yeah – they they kind of yeah did a partnership deal with him uh, for paying him 30 million dollars a year to do his podcast okay. and so yeah for so i think the whole deal was like 150 million you know but he paid him 130 130 or 30 million dollars this ex-punter he even left football early because he was still at the, at the prime of his career but he just had a passion for media and he knew he had something and he joined a good group made good money but he wanted his own thing he just had a vision right he just knew he was going to be successful and he was able to leave. He just left a few million behind, but he made a lot more just believing in himself, you know? And I like, I like hearing stories like that. And he was even in the, in the WWF, WWE, uh, at the, when they came here to the, the Cowboys, uh, what's it called? Uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. He was in WrestleMania too. Cause he was a longtime wrestling fan and he, he wrestled and I don't know. It's just like, you don't have to do what everybody expects you to do in life. Right. I mean, he could have took the say, oh, man, I can't leave this fucking, I'm, you know, I'm making hundreds of thousands a year be punting the football, you know, I, I can't leave this, my family, this and that. And he, no, he, he, he knew there was something bigger in store for him. So making $30 million a year, he, he's making more than most of the pros in professional football by, by being behind the microphone and not getting concussed in the head. So I don't know. It's just um, stories like that inspire me. People that just believe in themselves put themselves out there and they and they just know they're going to succeed and, and they, they freaking succeed man that's a fact man you got to be willing to put it all on the line you know if you want to if you want the life of your dreams it's on the other side of fear man it's on the other side of fear yeah man it is and um we'll talk some short rentals <laughs> short-term rental stuff today well <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna bring up um let me see so a lot of people are hopping out of short-term rentals mm. right a lot of people we're seeing these fire sales you can get furniture cheap nowadays um if you if you're looking for furniture for your house you're not even into short-term rentals just join some short-term rental um whatever the city you're in short-term rental st louis short-term rental dallas short-term rental houston and people are selling furniture for pennies on the dollar because- I'll, I'll be doing that in two weeks in houston so i uh, uh september 23rd 
It's 24th. I'll be having a blowout sale in Houston. <laughs> Furniture you want, hit me up, hit my DMs. Hopefully this podcast is out before then. So yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. So and it's so funny because you see him like 500 bucks for everything. You gotta come get it. Blah blah blah. Hey, you're making something off of it. Uh, people are making something off of it, at least not having to pay movers, you know, yeah. 600, 700 bucks to go move it, to put it in the storage you have to pay for and all this crap, you know, at least, or come get my, what is it called? 1-800-JUNK or whatever. You know, they made a good junk, uh, removal. junk removal that costs money too. Hey, you might as well make a few bucks off it and have someone come, come take it all. But, but uh, <laughs> this, I saw this girl, I think it was, I think it was Dallas and she was selling uh, a one bedroom and two bedroom for like, Four thousand for the one bedroom, five thousand for the stuff in the two bedroom. I was like, uh, "You're asking a lot. People are jumping out. Pay, you know, five hundred bucks for everything. Are you sure?" Hell yeah! <laughs> People ain't about to spend that. You lost your mind, man. Go for like twelve hundred a unit. So, so this is, so this is the thing, you know. And and Federico gets frustrated, right? He's, you know, he's a passionate, you know, Latino over there in in Argentina, and it's and it's that's just how that's just how that's just wired, you know, Federico. He just ah, you know, it just gets everything gets he freaks out, and I'm like, dude, you know, look at look at what we built so far, you know, we've got like almost like 70 units, you know, that we're that we're managing. Uh, we we've bought two properties since we started this thing, you know, from the business, and um, and we're we have more clients coming in. We have interviews set up. We're gonna get more clients. I know. The bookings are down. I know you want to make everybody happy all the time. I mean, it's just it's just perfect storm. You know, it got saturated, and then now the down season's coming. Everybody killed it in June, July. You know, August is a little slower, and this is the down season's coming. It, but look where we're at, man. We're we're at a good spot, and so don't freak out. Look at all these other people that are leaving. The, I mean, look, go look at the, the the Facebook pages there. People are jumping out left and right, man. And so, it, like it's like I told you earlier, it's not easy to become a millionaire. It's not easy. But it's but as long as we stick to it and we keep going, you know, this 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 time will pass. This time will pass. And we and the ones that are going to be making money are the ones that hung in there because everybody else quit. And that's what everything, dude, that's what every fad that comes along. People jump in and this and that everybody's making good money. Then it gets a little challenging. Everybody freaking quits. Right. I don't know how many people stay in it. Maybe 10 percent. Is that a high number? Is that a low number? I don't know. But the ones that do stay in it and they grow and they figure it out, I mean, they're they're way ahead of everybody that tries to get back into it. You know what I'm saying? And so I just tell them, don't don't get discouraged. This is part of it. Business ain't easy, man. And and, and so as long as we stick to it, and and there was, I mean, I don't I don't know the exact percentage. They said like um, uh, Warren Buffett, he made like over 95 percent of his wealth after the age of 50, right? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Why do you think that is? He was already he already had a few hundred million mm-hmm. but compounding straight up so it's it's time in the market is better than time um okay time in the market is better than timing the market you've ever heard of that mm, i like that yeah so people always say how many people you talk to oh man i thought about real estate but i'm gonna wait till the crash you know uh, 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 oh it's too late now how the interest rates are up now you know they always have an excuse right and they never get into it or they do in the future, future when everything's great. And you already, and you already have what, 10, 10 houses under your belt by then or 20 or 30, whatever. And you're way ahead of everybody just because you stuck to it and you kept, and you didn't stop. And I tell people this dude, if you're waiting to buy real estate due to a downturn, how do you expect to find a good deal in a bad market when you can't find a good deal in a good market? Mm. What sense does that make? 
<laughs> like, I'm serious. What logical sense does that make? That makes no rational sense at all. So, like, okay, you're about to go buy real estate in a bad market, and you don't even know how to analyze the deal. Okay, you're about to lose money to what you're about to go do. About to lose their asses. Man. You you, you got to go get your reps in, man. You can't just be out there. I'm going to go pick up real estate. How do you even know what a good deal is? You know, and, and that, that's what I tell people. You you have to, man, go all in, you know. Um, don't be afraid. Don't listen to all this crap, this downtrodden crap that people have in their mind. Man, it's a way to make money. You know, if you stick to it, you know, and that's even with short-term rentals, man, the people that are hopping out are in it for a hobby. Those are the people that are going to hop out because they're in it for a hobby. And the reason why a lot of these hobbyists are coming around is because people are creating these basically streamlined process. Hey, I'll give you this unit. I'm selling this unit for this much. Now they're just looking at the money part and they're losing on it. You know what I'm saying? Just because they, that's what they're in. I'm like, bro, if you, anytime something is too easy and you don't have to figure it out, you're in for the, for a short run. Cause you ain't willing to stick to it. You ain't willing to put in the work. You know what I'm saying? That's why Kobe was like that with his teammates. You ain't willing to pull in the work. I ain't passing you the ball. Mm. You ain't been putting in the rep. I ain't passing you the ball. I was like, like a lot of people was like, oh, he's just egotistical. Why would he pass him the ball? Eh? Asses off. You know, so I mean, it's the truth, man. You know, one of my favorite Kobe moments was, I guess, the, I guess the sports media, or whoever was ta- was saying that, oh, he's taking too many shots. He's taking too many shots in this playoff series. And, and he's not being, he's being a ball hog. He's not being, you know, he's being selfish and they're going to lose because of that. The next game, he took like like two shots the whole game. And he just he just every time he threw in the ball, he passes someone else. He's like, and they lost, they got their asses whooped, right? And he's like, You see, motherfucker? <laughs> That's why I'm taking the shots. Cause no one else can make a damn shot. And <laughs> it was so cool, man. He just he just no, I'm no, y'all do it. You know, I'm I'm the ball hog. Y'all I do Yeah. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite Kobe stories, man. I <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, you you have to have that persistence about you, man. So, you know, it, it is slow right now. It's back to school season. You know what I'm saying? Once you've been in this for a while, you know what every season is. It's okay. They're going back to school. So back to school season is going to mm-hmm. get slow. Next month, it's going to pick – this month, September is going to pick back up. If you're in the South, why? College football starts. Now mm-hmm. you got college football booking. You start noticing it every time. So then mm-hmm. – Right now, once the winter months come around, you need to start seeing if you can get your corporate people in for that winter slowdown. People start start to kind of travel, but then it's going to pick back up come Thanksgiving in December. Then you go through the January phase. You just have to know it, man. Once you've been doing it, you'll know it. You know, it, it's August, end of August. It's going to be kind of slow. People are going back to school in the South. And you have to know your market, right? Mm-hmm. You got to know your market. In the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, August is still booming because the summer's still there for them. The kids don't go back until September. Right now, September is going to get slow up there. Here, it's going to go fast. You just have to know your market, man. Just stick to it. You'll learn this shit. Stick to it. It's, it's funny you should mention West Coast, man. I sent y'all a story today, right? And, and I can't believe, I can't, I couldn't believe my eyes, man. And, and I, I guess I can believe it because I've seen what, what California's gone through, right? And, and every time, I'm all such a, it's such a, a tempting market, right? Oh, let's get some, let's get some rentals in, in SoCal, man. It's mm-hmm. everybody loves to go visit SoCal. We we'll get some rentals over there. But, but <laughs> the article I read this is go look it up, go Google this shit. That they're actually, it's actually people they're gonna vote on this crap, right? That, um, so there's the there's the homeless crisis. There's a homeless crisis over there, right? 
And it's funny. They give them the most benefits than any other homeless in the country. So why do they keep, why do more homeless uh, people keep going over there? I don't know. I don't understand. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> the latest, the latest thing that's going to be put up to vote is, um, is so hotels, they, this is, this is how, how it works. You know, if this thing passes, hotels are going to have to submit by 2 PM, 2 PM in the day, what their, uh, what their capacity is. Right. So if they have, I don't know, 20% uh, unbooked rooms or 50% or whatever the hell, they have to submit that to the city by 2 p.m. And then if and this and at that point, if they don't have rooms filled, then they have to take on homeless people to fill the rest of the rooms. Crazy, man. <laughs> this is a serious thing that's going to vote. I'm like, you imagine that shit, man. I mean, I mean, people doing crack and meth and 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 needles and right next to you, you, you just want to enjoy a little nice little Disney vacation, right? And, and then <laughs> I, but this is the real thing that's going down over there, man. This is the people that's, oh my god, dude. I mean, how does that get to a? How does something so ludicrous get to a vote? And they say, well, the, you know, all these hotels have capacity, so they can just put all the homeless in these hotels, and boom, problem solved. I'm like. Oh man, I, I just so every time I get tempted of investing over there, I, I stop. No, 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 I ain't never touching. Oh, I'm touch. I'll probably put, touch the Pacific Northwest, but not the West Coast, like not California ever. Oregon, Washington State, I might touch, but yeah, the rest of it, no, I'm good. Yeah, you, you, you heard that because so what, what the guy that's presenting it that's a vote, right? Is his argument is like, oh, when, when the um, when the pandemic hit. Um, there was a program called something, I don't know if it was turnkey, it was something project key or something like that, where they were housing a lot of homeless in, in motels and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Motels and smaller hotels. They were, they were paying, I guess the government was paying to put them in these rooms. And, um, anyways, a buddy of mine who was with, who, you know, at my job, but he works with FEMA too, right? Mm -hmm. He was sent out there at that time, you know, to help with the situation, you know, COVID was, was going rampant and, um, and they put him in one of those places that was part of that program. <laughs> he said, man, there was, there was, there were drinking and drugs and bum fights and all kinds of, he's like, dude, where did you put me? He's like, well, you know, they have to hold, house the homeless because they had vacancies and this and that as part of the, I was like, dude, no, y'all got to put me somewhere else, man. I'm afraid I'm going to get stabbed. Out here. <laughs> but it looks good on paper, right? Oh, it's just how's the homeless? And there's some empty spots. And then what happens if that that trickles down to people that have a, a extra home over there, or they got an Airbnb? Oh, you got to take some homeless people, man. You got a room. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just mind boggling. But anyways, if you want to invest in in, uh, maybe the Pacific Northwest is better. Maybe they're not as bad. No, that's pretty bad, especially if you go to Portland. But you got to know what area to be. Yeah, Portland's just as bad. I mean, they they're allowed to have heroin on you legally. <laughs> serious man you can smoke meth in the middle of the street and you'll get pulled, you'll get pulled over for jaywalking while the dude next to you is smoking meth <laughs> no bullshit you know just hey it's, it's what the city wants. he probably pointed you out to the cop too hey man that is jaywalking <laughs> smoking meth yeah, you know so it depends on where you invest at and that, that's a huge thing too like where do you want to invest is it stable um you know because I, I am in the future, I do want to get into multifamily and the vacation rental market. You know, I do, you know, want to get into that. The only thing that I loved about the vacation rental market during the pandemic was, you know, everyone's doing the remote travel. So vacation rental markets just spiked up through the roof. 
So that's one great thing about it. So yeah, mm. but but California, I ain't never uh, I'm good on that one, man. Mm. Yeah, it's such a beautiful state too, man. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it is. I love the wrong it. people in charge and it just uh anyways. Well, love about them. I have a question for you though, man, because uh our good friend Sean Rakizich made an awesome video. Ooh. An awesome video. He's coming on our show, coming up. He is on to be on the show. We Prepare finally, for that one. We finally talked Sean into it. We had to go to his penthouse and everything. We finally talked him into it. Uh, but uh, he made a really good video. If y'all haven't seen it, go check it out. He basically was saying, if you're in the, if, if you're a real estate investor, right? And he was talking about, if you're a real estate investor, you're trying to get into Airbnb and you're trying to do it as a passive income stream, you're probably going to fail because rising interest rates, and then you're going to hire a property management company to run it for you. What are your thoughts on that video, Steven? I'll give you mine. I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch it. But Oh, man, it was really good. He's is he dogging on property management? No, no, no. He's not okay. dogging on property management. He's just saying, if you buy a house, right, and you're saying, hey, I want to, because right now, he he, wrote, he basically started this uh it was, it was based off a Bigger Pockets article. It was something that I seen Bigger Pockets do, and I was like, eh, this ain't really what I would be suggesting. Basically, Bigger Pockets put out an article. They put out an article saying, hey, if you're, uh, you know, interest rates are rising, basically what they're saying. Interest rates are rising. So uh, if you have a property, you can just buy it and put it on Airbnb. So the Bigger Pockets community, most of them in the Bigger Pockets community, except for like the, you know, the, vacation rental people and the short-term rental people, the people that actually do it, they'll go get a, a, a house, put it on Airbnb, but hire a co-host. That works great when your interest rate's 3%. But now that it's 8 9%, it's like, whoa, is that, am I going to cash flow off that? You know, you start diluting the market, shit that's happening in Houston that I had to break down. So it, he basically was saying, if your property management company is charging you 20% and you're coming in with a new house, you might be not making money. You know what I mean? It, it was a really mm. good video about how, and, and it, it was really great because I 100% agree with it. I'm like, yeah, if you're coming in, and I said, that's why I kept telling people, knowing how to buy is very important right now. And also being strategic with your interest rate. You know, I told people you can do a five-year arm, get the cheaper interest rate now. If interest rates do go up, you might want to go ahead and think about doing a refi though, but you know. Yeah, yeah. It was a very good video. I need to check it out, but, but no, you know, he's right in that sense. You know, you gotta, you gotta look at all the fees cause you're going to pay 20%, 25% to a, a management company. Right. And then as soon as it, as soon as you turn that house into a short-term rental, then you're going to get hit with the, and you got to register it in whatever city you're in. Most likely you got to register it in whatever city you're in. So that's seven, a lot, seven, about six or 7% is going to go in taxes to the city. Right. All of a sudden you got to pay six or 7% to that 7% to the state you know, for doing a hotel type deal. So that's 13%. So if you're paying 25% of your gross to a property management company, plus 13% in taxes, that wouldn't be there if it was just a regular long-term rental, right? That's um 38% of your gross oh, is going. Let me, let me, let me clarify that. If you're using a good PMS, you can pass the taxes on to the guests. So it never hits you. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is true. So 20, but, yeah, yeah. if you're charging 20%, you can, st and I've seen property management guy, I'll say no names, but they are charging like 30 plus percent. And I was like, fuck are y'all doing? But, okay. uh, you know, but yeah, I was like 30%, but shit, but yeah, it, it can rack up. 
But either way, even if you have that pass through or whatever, still the gross of what you made, you got a minus 38% because it's all going to taxes and property management, right? No. Because the guest is paying it. So if you go and if, if you're using hostfully, the guest pays it. You just take it out and push it over. Okay. You're making- okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So that might be a deterrent too. Someone's going to try to book your place and for a hundred bucks a night and all of a sudden, oh shit, you know, I got to pay a 13% tax on that. Nah, screw that. I'm going to stay at a hotel. I don't know. That's where direct bookings come into play. Because <laughs> then you, you minus the host fee, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Funny. I, I just did a, it's funny, me and my partner, I just did a, uh, I can't say it on the show, but anyways, I was doing my partner solid. So uh, basically, we, we were testing Verbo's fees, and man, Verbo has some high ass fees, just like Airbnb does. You know, depending on the city. Uh, but yeah, if you look at like the fees, it's, the host fees are pretty high. You know, so right, right, that direct right. picking's huge. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a, it's yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, management taxes, all that stuff. You gotta you gotta factor in when you're doing these. Whereas you run it just a regular long uh, long term rental. You don't have to worry about any of those taxes, right? Correct. Or having a property management company. You can have a management company, that's, but the, the regular ones that do long term, it's about ten percent. I have a pre- question to present to you because you 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 have a property management company. Do you think someone hopping into the space right now with no knowledge of short term rentals can compete if they're just strictly on Airbnb? Yeah, let me, let me rephrase the question. Do you think someone with no knowledge of Airbnb can hop into the Airbnb space with no knowledge, buy a property, and compete? Nah, we're going to destroy him. <laughs> they could compete. I mean, they could, they could, for a little while, they can slash their prices and then get all their get all their weekends um, booked and not their weekdays and just have, you know, lose money for a little while and then make it a little bit annoying for us because we have to compete with people slashing their prices, but they'll be out. They'll stop. They'll stop because there's no money in it. You know, they don't know what they're doing. You got to get some knowledge first, right? You got to get some knowledge, go to artistrentals.com and then get all the knowledge you need, man. And (laughs) go to live, let thrive university and take a course. Come on, man. Uh, You got to get some knowledge. Listen to live, let thrive, listen to us and, and get some knowledge. You can't just jump in. I mean, people do it that's fine you know but um yeah it's just, it's just with anything in life man you're gonna go you're gonna say oh i'm gonna i want to do jiu-jitsu today i'm gonna go fight hoist gracie no you're gonna get your ass your face ripped off right it's, it's <laughs> yeah yeah no they're not gonna do well and 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 we're competing with a lot of that man there's a lot of people just see a few videos see a few motivational gurus on ig and then okay i'm gonna just buy i'm gonna just do their little free pdf and i'm gonna start my short-term rental no i mean back in the day we talk about that back in the day grandma's furniture make the listing boom you're profiting it's it's great you know and then uh but then yeah it competition starts and the companies start and then you it just makes it um it makes it harder to make a buck so so yeah i mean that's the thing that's where we were at earlier this year when everybody was trying to get into it and just driving the prices down uh, we stuck through it. It was a huge summer, you know, a huge summer. And that helped a lot of people out. But like you said, the slow season's coming and that and that's going to shake a lot of people off. Right. They're going to they're going to just jump ship. And that's fine. I mean, we're going to stick with it, even if we're just breaking even in these months, whatever. We're still going to stick with it and, and we're going to reap the rewards later. Oh, I'm happy you brought that up. Salut. Breaking even, man, man, man. So I'm, I, 
I don't know. I, I hope I, I probably did talk about this, but people who didn't listen to that episode, oh well. I talked about um, our friend Dave Mensel, who wrote the Vacation Rental Bible. He's coming on the show. And he wrote a great excerpt in his book, The Vacation Rental Bible. And he said, he'll he'll make, you know, he, he said he's comfortable in down seasons, breaking even or just making the bare minimum or just uh, breaking even and making the bare minimum during his down seasons. And during the high seasons, he wants to maximize the money. Mm. So... I said, man, I was like, it was a great way and how he, but he broke it down to that works for him and the way that he invests, right? Mm-hmm. It, it works for his investment philosophy. That right there is powerful. And that's why knowledge of the short-term rental space is important mm-hmm. because when you're hopping in spaces and let's say, because because what his book is about vacation rental market, but if you're in the short-term rental market, like short-term rental metro markets like us, when you have people who buy based upon other factors besides cash flow, such as appreciation, you get that same mentality. And what happens with that mentality is if they never really cared about cash flow, but they heard about Airbnb and they just want to make a little bit more money, they can dilute a market and undercut the people who are performing well by providing the same value. And what that does is it starts to dilute a market such as Houston, you know? So that's one thing to be very weary about. And that leads me into our guest question. Our guest question comes from our brother, our STR brother, Brian Wynn, musecoffee.co or .com? Question. <laughs> Let me find it out while you're talking. If y'all want some coffee, hit up our brother, Brian Wynn. But he asked me today, he said, what do you think about buying a beach house? I'm going to give my opinion, then I'll let Steve give his. Me personally, I said, um, if you're going to buy a beach house right now, I said you run the numbers to the T. And the reason why I say run the numbers to the T because you need to know what interest rate you're coming in at. If you are coming in at a high interest rate, you need to make sure you can still cash flow. Um, especially, I would say cash flow on a long-term rental basis, but I don't know if you can. And the other thing I said was, or if you do plan on buying your interest rate down, seeing how much your cash on cash return is going to be because it can go down significantly if you're going to buy down your interest rate, right? So that's what I'm saying. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna put down huge chunks of money on one property, I would probably suggest like a vacation rental property just because it's gonna the cash flow is gonna suffice. You know, you can make you can cash flow 10 grand on one of those easily during the high season, which will like cover you for the low season. So on beach houses, things like that, just make sure do your number, do do your numbers heavily. Do your numbers. So oh, I'll let you give your opinion on that. And and I've talked about this since the beginnings of Live Let Thrive, right? Mm-hmm. How I've always wanted. We love uh we love South Padre Island, right? Oh, and we yeah. Uh, yeah we love South Padre. We we have we have a blast there. We have always wanted to buy something there, and even in the time it's crazy, man. And even in the times when everything was cheaper there, I, I kind of kick myself now a little bit, but at the same time, not really because. I would get to the point we'd find one and we'd be like, um, okay, it's going to cost this much. Plus, you know, the HOAs are really expensive at con at um, condos in the beach, right? It's like 400 bucks a month, 300, 400 bucks a month. It's expensive. So there goes like, a lot of your cash flow. And and the thing is a very seasonal beach, beach properties are dependent on where you're at. I don't know. Maybe San Diego does good all year round or whatever, but, but 
let's, let's say for the for the most part um where they have seasons you know where there's cold season and hot and warm season whatever uh like south padre um it's it's seasonal and and you have to you have to factor that in so so every time i ran the numbers and i would look around what was what was renting at the time on airbnb you know and i it was like Oh man, and in the down season, you could rent so cheap over there, dude. I mean, you can get rooms for like 30, 40 bucks, 50 bucks a night. I mean, cheap, mm-hmm. cheap, dude, on Airbnb. And I was like, if I and these places are nicer than the one I was trying to buy. And I was like, so if I bought something, I'm competing against these guys, right? On Airbnb, and there, there's 50 bucks a night during the down season for a badass freaking condo with the ocean view and all that. I couldn't, I wasn't gonna be able to afford an ocean view at the time, right? Yeah. And so, so I'm, what would I make a night? 20, 30 bucks a night? I wouldn't even pay, I wouldn't even pay the damn mortgage with that, mm-hmm. let alone the, with the HOA fee on top of it, you know? And I was like, I was like, it just doesn't make sense, you know, as as a um, as an investment. It doesn't make any sense. And that was when prices were low. And so mm-hmm. what I ended up doing was not buying one. And I found a house over here and I bought the house instead. And, and a house, a three, two house in the suburbs over here kicks the shit out of a, a beach condo, especially a beach condo. That's not ocean view, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he found a good deal in an ocean view condo, that changes the game because you can charge, you know, two, 300 a night for one of those. Cause people want to see the ocean. Right. If you're going to go inland a little bit and you can't see the damn ocean, you're going to be fighting for the scraps. And that's just what I saw when I did my research. Maybe it's changed. I don't know. I know COVID kind of changed the game a little bit because people were a shitload of people were visiting South Padre Island regardless because you couldn't they couldn't travel international anymore. They were scared to travel international. Right now that shit's gone. They're going back to I'll go to Cancun for, you know, three uh $3.99 for a seven nights stay, all inclusive. I'm gonna go to fucking Cancun. I'm not gonna go to South Padre Island, you know. And I just gotta pay for the flight, and which is a couple hundred bucks. So it's it's like now the international travels back. And mm-hmm. for me, for me, you're competing against that now. I mean, when it was like I said, when all the only option was South Padre Island, yeah, you were making money at that point. People were making money hand over fist at that point. That's fine. That's the only place they could go. But now the world is open again. You can go anywhere you want, and Mexico's fucking dirt cheap. You know that. I mean, you can go to Mexico and get all inclusive in a badass place with the fucking crystal clear blue waters. You know, for yeah. five hundred bucks for a week, and and um and well, you can't do that in South Padre, and, and the water's not crystal clear. <laughs> and so, anyways, you got me on a, on a rant, but but yeah, do your numbers. I did my numbers, and I'm happy that I bought um you know single three two single family houses in here in this area because they're kicking ass for me, right? And yeah, you, you you, I, I love that analysis. And, and that was one of the reasons I, I think it was your friend that came on the show. This was like probably in the episodes in the eighties or nineties, your friend came on the show and he talked about snowbird seasons with vacation rentals. Right. Um, and that's what he talked about. He's like, yeah, during the down season, you just take what you can get, you know, because ain't nobody coming there. So yeah, that is one thing to be aware of. I, I agree. And then now you really got to look, like you said, internationals open back up again. If international is open, people, they traveling everywhere, you know? So, yeah, that that is very good. And, and one thing I do like about the metro markets and, you know, the vac- you know COVID did kind of switch things up a little bit. The things I loved about the metro market was, hey, it's year-round. You know, we can, hey, I can cater to nurses this time of the year. I can cater to vacation rentals, leisure people this time of the year. You can change it up. 
But as to a vacation rental market, yeah, you sometimes, hey, it's the slow season. You're kind of, you know, going for the scraps. And I, and I can't wait to talk to Dave Mitzel about that because that's a very interesting take because that 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 is what kept me away from vacation rental markets until the pandemic hit and the remote work things started to climb. And I'm like, damn, if you had a vacation rental market right now, you're kicking some ass because you can just cater to remote travelers. So yeah, that, that's, that's very, that, I like that take you just made. And, and and the final the death knell right the final straw Ooh. with with <laughs> with that that kept I would say uh, if you had a condo in South Padre or somewhere uh, you know uh, seasonal that that was doing good because of the pandemic the final straw was when the when the U S and the government finally lifted the um, the requirement where you got uh, you had to have a COVID test before you hop on an airplane to come back from Mexico. That was the final thing that was like, man, people were like, man, I'm not, if I go to Mexico and I catch COVID, I can't miss a week of freaking work to, to quarantine, you know, and they won't let me back in the country. But once they lifted that, which is a few months ago, they lifted that. You, we don't have to have a freaking COVID test to come back into the country. That was it, man. Now Mexico's open for business 100 percent. People going there. I mean, you see the ads on your freaking Facebook, Instagram, 199, you know, four or five nights, you know, all inclusive, all this stuff. I mean, dirt fucking cheap right so so yeah that why would you go to to south padre when you can hop on the same fucking plane and and it'll just a few more hours and you're in cancun crystal cool crystal blue waters whatever so yeah yeah so one thing i would say then to piggyback off what you're saying steve is if you're gonna buy that beach house make sure it's a very desirable beach i would say that then because how steve's saying like south padre if it can't compete with Mexico and South Padre is what shit right by Mexico. You know? Right by Mexico, yeah. Right by Mexico, you know, if he can't compete, see what your surrounding beaches are. See if you can compete with them and you know provide them a good product. Now I will say, let's say something like um, uh, Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Gulf Shores or or Destin or whatever places that are that are drivable to get to? You know, South Padre. You know, even from freaking houston it's a long ass drive to south project right that is so so if but if you're a you're in the they call it the redneck riviera right uh destin uh georgia whatever all around the gulf the florida gulf coast anything drivable to get to maybe you'd be uh, way better off than than a place like south padre i, I would even to, to piggyback on that i would even say check out myrtle beach oh man i've always heard it's beautiful <sighs> i've never been myrtle beach is I, I've never been, but I've rent places out there, and man, it, it's it's a, yeah, Myrtle Beach, it's a hit. If you can, if you get the because it's exactly what you said, it's drivable. You can just drive down to it. People from Atlanta driving up there, people from the Carolinas driving down. You know, it's very drivable. Mm-hmm. Like I like that, that Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, important. yeah. If anything, COVID brought back the road trip. It brought that back. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the with the airline industry is going through right now. i was making a killing off that if you were during covid if you were 20 30 miles outside of a city shit man you were making a killing yeah 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 because i mean you can you might go to the airport today and be there for 24 hours trying to get on a flight you know it's just just ridiculous whereas you could have just driven you know five six seven hours somewhere and been there and no big deal right so anyway (laughs) kids getting Rowdy out there. Um, a lot of, yeah, what else were we talking about? Oh, so we talked about that. One, one thing that, um, one thing, we're going back to, we are talking about seasonal places, right? Mm-hmm. So that guy, the, that guy you brought up, he, he wants to max, he don't care about breaking even the rest of the year, as long as he maximizes the high season, right? 
Mm-hmm. And one one cool thing that uh, our buddy Jay Massey said, right, um, from Cashflow Diary. What's up, Jay? Uh, he he's the last man standing, the last man standing uh, um, tactic. And I thought it was fucking cool. I thought it was genius because what, what he said, OK, it's high season right now. Everybody's going to book anyways. If you're in a desirable location where people travel to, they're going to book anyways. Why do you want to get booked early? He goes, raise your prices where you don't get booked early. Keep them high and you'll be okay. Everybody else will get booked because they're cheaper than you, but they're still going to book you and they're going to book you at a higher price because you're going to be the last man standing. Thanks. Thanks. So that was a, that was a huge, that was a, that was a eye opening thing because that was a great way to, to, to change the perspective. Cause I was thinking everybody freaks out. They want to get their calendars filled, you know, early, you know, oh, I want two one month, two months out. I want them full. They start freaking out if it's one month away and they're not full. Oh shit. What's going on? But no, 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 no. If you can, if you have the wherewithal to just hang in there, you know, you're going to get booked. You know, that area is going to be traveled to, and you're the last option for somebody. They got to pay 300 a night. They're going to pay you 300 a night. I'm going to also give you this word of advice because what you brought up is so great if you're booked two months out your pricing is probably jacked up anyway when people like on these airbnb groups people show me like their whole calendars filled i'm like yeah you ain't making no money <laughs> I'm, like, looking, I'm like you ain't making no money like somebody checks in for one night here and then we got three days then another three day i'm like oh yeah this is this shit's cheap that's what that is like, i'm for real like like and then when people say man i'm booked all the way out till november i'm like off one long-term booking no someone booked november i'm like yeah your pricing's jacked mm. if, my, if somebody books my november i'm probably they probably booked for three or four months of my of three or four months of my uh all my expenses that's how high it is to book all the way out there and you have to stay a certain amount of time so yeah look into your calendar settings when you guys are doing that like people shouldn't be booking you for christmas right now that's not a good thing that means you you you're you're the uh they probably sniped your ass as steve said (laughs) (laughs) sniping their weekends sniping their holidays yeah if you get if your holidays are already getting booked you're getting sniped out you shouldn't you should, like you said, you should be the last man standing. Man, yeah, I, it is funny that you brought up the sniping because that was way back in the day we talked about the sniping, right? Yeah. Back when, before I even had a, a company, you know, when I was doing it out of the houses, and um, so, I don't know if Airbnb's changed it, but I and, and we told we told people to watch out for that because they make it so easy to create your Airbnb page, right? Oh yeah, and, and they walk you through it, and boom, there you go, you're up and running. You're like. Holy crap! Where did it say the the night minimums? It, it kind of glosses over the night minimums. It kind of glosses over a bunch of things that you know, instant booking, and and, and you're like, if you if you just go through the step by step, what they did, no, 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 you got to go in there and research, and you and you go to go find those spots, the two night minimums, three night minimums, whatever, and, and stuff like that. Otherwise, because I, I I remember I told you I posted one dude, and right away freaking Christmas got booked one fucking day, and I was like what happened dude and i had you know i was able to cancel that booking but but i was like airbnb didn't show you i don't know if they still do that do they still do that because yeah our our vas make our listings now but i i don't know if yeah if they i haven't made a booking a, a listing in a long time but i was like i remember that they just they just kind of 
boom, 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 10 steps. You got your Airbnb up and running. And, but you got to, if you're going to make your Airbnb listing right now or via, you know, I know for sure Airbnb, be sure to go in there and put those holidays at two or three or four night minimums, right? Right now, if they're far away, which is right now, they are kind of far away um, because they will get sniped by some, somebody. Up, at, up the know. rate by 50%. Exactly. Up the rate and then put a three, four, five night, whatever the, the minimum is. And as that date approaches, if you're not booked, of course, you can go lower than in a less night minimum. Unless you're doing the last man standing tactic, which is, it's, it's a science to this. It's also an art, right? Yeah. That's why you got to use price labs because it'll do it for you automatically. If you set your price labs up right, it'll do it for you automatically. And man, that's why I've been loving like having a good PMS like hostfully because that's what I do now. I can, I set up my new unit through hostfully and I just have them ship it over to Airbnb. So everything's made because Airbnb does do that. They do. They <laughs> They basically need to get booked. So, hey, they're going to, hey, yeah, turn on instant book on and uh, don't check who's checking in. Uh, by the way, here's a 20% discount. Well, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold up now. <laughs> oh, man, you get the worst guest starting off. So, yeah, it, it, it does do that. So, I remember that. I remember those days when it, oh, man, they pushed that instant book on you so hard, man. Full court press, dude. It's yeah. like, if you say no, they're like, you sure you don't want it? And then, no, I don't fucking want instant book. Okay, well, people that have instant book have a 50% more chance. No, I don't fucking want instant book. Okay, one more last chance. Are you still? Come on, man. <laughs> they were turning that, man. And it got, I think that's kind of where Airbnb kind of like the partiers were starting to come in because people were just turning that thing on and not. And remember, because remember, Airbnb changed it up. You have to, you can now check and say, hey, do you want this person to have reviews? Do you want this person to upload their ID? At first, man, it was just shit. Turn on instant book. Any, any Tom, Dick, or Jane can book, man. It, it was crazy at first, but yeah, you're right. They were pushing that hard. Tom, Dick, or Jane. Yes, sir. Man, we've been going out this week. I, love, I haven't done, we haven't done a, a me and you up in a while, right? Yeah. So, um, OG, the OG pie, man. <laughs> We talked about time scheduling, blocking, burnout. That's the thing. You can get burned out by being uh, at home working all day, right? You can get pretty burned out doing that shit. How do you, oh, you do your walks. You get out of the side of the house. You, yeah, you do things like that. Oh, oh, one other thing I wanted to touch on that is uh, a routine, man. Like I get up every morning and I'll go work out. You know, mm -hmm. that workout, then that workout for you every morning, that does it. That does, you know, that gets you going. Come home, shower, do a do a warm shower and do a cold shower. Do a cold one and get your blood going, man. Those cold showers, man. I've been I don't know, our past guest, Adam Johnson. He's been real big on it. I've been watching some of his shit. I was like, ah, I, I, it takes the art to get build up to that shit. But yeah, you, me and Mahogany been doing it too. So yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. Oh man. Adam Johnson put something cool. The other, he's just such a cool dude, man. Adam Johnson. And he's, yeah. we got to get him back on the show again. That's another guest. We got to get back on job. And he said, anytime, man, just let me know. And, and, and so he's out there in, um, in Tennessee. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he, he he's a subject to guy, you know, he's, he gets houses under subject to, so he gets houses for fucking free. And then he, and he puts them on Airbnb, you know, it's, it's a lot more work to that. It's not that simple, but you know, he gets it done. And, um, and he's out there. He has a, badass riding lawnmower so he's out there on his on his, you know on the in the evening cutting grasses he just he just loves cutting yards and he said and he put on there like hey 47 bucks i'm cutting yards today anybody need the yard cut and he just goes out there and cuts yards he cuts all his properties yards of course yeah. but then he goes out he goes and makes a few bucks cutting just cutting yards and i'm like dude you know i would totally hire you 
just to say I got a millionaire cutting my yard. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking millionaire, but he likes to get on the riding lawnmower, get out there with his music and just fucking start chopping yards, man. He just yeah, likes to do that shit. Yeah, and that's that's something else, man. If you find something you like to do that gives you peace and you could get paid for it, do it. You know, yeah. I'm like that. Go cut some grass. I was like, yeah, I got a millionaire cutting my yard. I got a white dude cutting my yard. That's even, you know, something too. But, <laughs> but he, <laughs> but yeah, it's just some. Um, he says, I said, why do you do that, man? I mean, don't wouldn't your time be worth more, you know, somewhere else? You know, going and finding deals and houses, and it just like, to him, he just loves it. It's a stress relief, you know. He yeah. gets out and gets some sun, you know. He just gets out there and he and he loves to do it makes a few bucks but as I mean, he could yeah he can make a lot more money doing something else i'm sure but he just he just loves to get out there and do it and and it helps him it helps him it's helped him pick up properties in the past overgrown houses hey you need a yard cut gets the conversation going hey you know i'll buy this house from you you know if you're trying to sell it you know it, it so it, it actually it actually works in his favor because he's coming from a place of service man uh, there you go service you you can win every time man <laughs> the service man you got any other topics you want to talk about we talked about a lot of stuff today i think yeah yeah we did man we did man it's been a really really good episode long day today gotta go do some cold call oh, might be too late uh but yeah, <laughs> it's it's been a really good episode good week um, dude real quick bigger pockets effect I, I, I gotta talk about this because i forgot about it okay. you know my mike denman i talked to him earlier today yeah. right we did it we did a zoom call and, and he talked about and he went through the he got the the texas he has like a texas beach property you know and he got that through the avery car a carl avery school whatever they he went through and the, he went through their program avery carl carl avery carl right yeah crystal beach i believe yeah, Is Crystal it? Beach. He got a Crystal Beach there, mm-hmm. and and he has a Joshua Tree place. And anyways, uh, he talked about he's like man, because he's talking about all the uh, you know all the ad you know how to do the ads and all that stuff. And and he said places that got that got really 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 saturated was all the places that that, that Avery Carl talked about on her book that her Bigger Pockets book. Man, he's like all those spots, man, got way oversaturated because all the Bigger Pockets went there and invested there. You know, I thought that was that was pretty funny. You know, but uh, yeah, Avery Carl, guest on the show, great girl. Houston got saturated too, man. Everyone was talking about it. <laughs> For real man, you makes it. I was gonna say it makes you think, man. Maybe you gotta shut the hell up about where you're investing. <laughs> No, no, that's not right. something. No, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just you have to have an abundance mindset, and you just have to learn how to stand out. That's what it is. But yeah, those places are saturated. So you just like how he's doing. He's standing out. You're running Facebook ads. So no, dude, dude yeah, he. I we can go on a whole deal about about uh, Mike, man. He's he's a cool dude, and, and, it, and he's the only one. And, and, and here's the thing. I'll bring this up shortly because we brought it up on the show with him. So so okay. Big corporations, giant corporations that, that fucking run the whole world that, that, that are everywhere in the world, right? From here to, to maybe not Russia, but here to, to China, to South America, the Brazil, they're like Coca-Cola, for example. They're on every every shelf everywhere, right? Coca-Fucking-Cola. Coca-Fucking-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Fucking-Cola. Uh, so he's, they, I remember a professor telling me back in business class a long, long time ago when I was in college where, that they spend 50% of their budget on advertising. Mm. right us operators out here probably we spend about zero percent on advertising all us smaller operators what does that tell you 
how the fuck are we going to get that big without with doing zero percent advertising? You know, and so a big corporation like Coca Cola recognizes the power of advertising, and so they spend half their freaking budget on advertising. Whereas us out here that are just trying to you know figure it out ourselves and make some make some Instagram stuff, make some Facebook stuff, make some reels and TikToks. Okay, some of that works. Yeah, that's good. But we're spending zero percent on advertising, and so anybody that's he goes and I talked to Mike about this. Like, dude, if you spend ten percent. Just 10% of your budget on advertising, you'll be leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in, in your industry. Right. So I don't know. That was a powerful, that was a powerful thing. So I thought, I don't know if we're going to end on that, but yeah, I thought, I thought I'd share it's that. Powerful. You have to spend, well, what that tells you is most people just depend upon Airbnb. That's the answer to it. Mm. You get out of that mindset to where you're advertising and running ads and building your business. You know, if you ain't got an advertising bu- budget, then you don't have a business. You know what I mean, if you don't, if you ain't advertising, you ain't got a business, right? How the hell how do you get the word out about your business? But yeah, uh, yeah it, it's interesting, interesting, interesting take. But I love that. I love that. And he even said that that um, if you hit all the markers to try to look for a place, he goes his place, his Crystal Beach. He, you know, he did all this research. His Crystal Beach place wasn't showing up at all on Airbnb. It was, even though it's beachfront, beach view, he had all those markers that you're supposed to hit, right? To show up. He said he still wouldn't show up on their on their algorithm until he started doing the advertising to drive the traffic to people clicking on his place. Then Airbnb, oh, okay. Shit ton of people are clicking on this place. They'll put them on the front page. I don't know. It's it's a science. I call them the, the ad scientists, you know, the Facebook yeah, ad scientists. That's how I did my Arkansas property for about three, about, no, for about a whole year I did that. But that was when the first guy came on, EJP. EJP kind of showed me how he was doing it. But that's when but Mike took it to the next level. He was like, that dialer a day crap don't work no more. I was like, damn, I was making a killing with that like two, three years ago. <laughs> I just run a dollar a day to targeted areas. Uh, man, but I kept it going. I just never turned it off. Man, it was killing it. But, yeah, now it, 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 it's definitely changed. Mm. Yeah. Cool, man. This has been a great episode. It's good to catch up with you again, just to me and you up. Yes, and uh we had fun julie george came to town we had a blast with julie george you know and we had a blast at um sean rack i can't see place <laughs> sean's place the airbnb automated guy we had a, we went to his um badass penthouse with the fucking perfect view of dallas i mean it was uh, up on the 30th oh, up on the 30th floor um and the airplanes flying by and shit it was it was amazing dude and it's very inspiring it's like dude we could be there if we really really tried hard and if we if we tried smart not just hard don't just hustle because you could be hustling and get nothing done in a day right and work 14 hours and get nothing done whereas you can do one thing in one in like 10 minutes the right thing and you can you can have your day you know pay you a, a nice a nice chunk of money i don't know what i'm saying i probably i probably had too much to drink but anyways we had fun at sean's we had a great place. Live Let Thrive was represented. And um, Julie George came to town. Uh, she's going to come back on the podcast. She's awesome. You know, from the million dollar, the million dollar host. And rubbing, rubbing, yeah, rubbing, rubbing elbows with millionaires is, is probably a pretty good thing for us. I don't know. Maybe it'll pay off. It definitely will, man. And I'm happy we had that because, yeah, Julie, I, I started her book today. So that's a good thing. I can't wait <laughs> to dive in. But uh, yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen to us. Uh, Hit us up on Instagram, follow our link tree, hit the link tree below. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a review, subscribe on YouTube, Uh, 
write a review anywhere you go that has live, let thrive on it. Leave us a review, hit the subscribe button and follow the link tree. That's where my Instagram is. Steve's Instagram, um, are just rentals. Find out everything about Steve and his business. Oh, by the way, man, cause I've been getting so many damn clarity calls about the timeshare thing. I went ahead and opened up the course again and I updated it. So you just use the discount code LLT, get 50% off. And, uh, yeah, you guys can keep it in my clarity consulting, you know, spend the money with me, but yeah, the timeshare course I'm giving away $500. Just use discount code LLT on that. And watch out for LLT University. It is coming and we will be having another meetup, I believe in what, September? Not November, November. And uh, be on the lookout for that. Anything else, Stevie Stacks? Go out there and make your dreams come true, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. Uh, we had some good, we had some good, good stuff today. It's good, like I said, connecting again. And um, yeah, live that thrive. Thank you for being with us this long. And yeah, here's to another hundred episodes. And hop on our show. You got a good story. Hop on our show, man. Go to our Calendly and, and just hop on our show and and tell us how you're doing. You know, big, small, middle, whatever. We want to hear it all. And people can learn from you. We can learn from you. And yeah, that, that's what's that's what's got us to the point we're at is you, you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. By the way, that Cal only link is on that link tree. So yeah, hit that Cal only link and sign up to be a guest. And uh argistrentals.com. Go to argistrentals.com. We we got you, man. If you want to need a place to stay or you you want us to manage your places and kick some ass, you know. Uh good thing, you know, I'm not gonna be drinking rum and, and managing your place. Federico will. He'll be drinking rum and managing your place. So anyways, so we'll have a good time. Artistrentals.com, sharebnb.com. Check them out too. They're kicking ass too. So uh, we got to pimp our own places, man. Come on now. Facts. facts. Let's go. <laughs> Peace yeah. out. Love you all. Out. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.